You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver. I believe this is episode seven, Nick, uh, that we're recording. Yeah, I, I, I see that up in the top corner. Uh, I hope producer Nick is right on that because I don't remember. I feel like we've been doing this for uh, several years now, Nick. Uh, but uh, Nick, how are you doing today? You know, what? I'm doing wonderful, man. And I, I have to say, man, um, I don't know if you shave every morning, but uh, you have somewhat of a very baby face look. And uh, dare, dare I say, uh, more like a Ben Affleck look. Has anyone that's, ever told you that? That's a compliment. Well, I wait, will yeah. wait, 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 do you think I'm just going to come on here and I'm going to insult you? No. Yes, that's exactly what I thought that was going to be. I, you, you, said you, you said you had something to bring up as soon as you saw me. And I was just like, what could this be? This isn't good. Uh, wait, wait, I'll, wait, I'll wait, take wait, Ben Affleck wait. every day. So wait a minute. You, you just assume the worst about me. I'm, I'm the, probably the most optimistic person you're going to meet, but you can't assume uh, the worst, man. I, I gave you a compliment. Ben Affleck, man. Yeah, I know. That's great. I'm going to I'm gonna take that to my grave. I'm going to tell people all the time now that I look like Ben Affleck, but I don't, I don't shave every day. I actually like shave like maybe once a week. I just can't grow facial hair very well. So it's like I uh, take a trimmer and just, you know, trim it. So... Oh, this is okay. this is me. Well, this is what I look like. I look like Ben Affleck, apparently. Well, hey, hey, from now on, that's uh, when I'm referring to you. Hey, hey, Ben, what's going on? <laughs> I like that. Maybe I'll be in the next Batman. Um, Nick, did you watch any Monday Night Football last night? Yeah, the Giants uh, and the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Uh, I guess uh, NFC Least, yeah, I watched it last night. Did you watch the, uh, any of the uh, Manning cast? Yeah, you know what? I I I watched that uh, George, and it was kind of interesting when you think about the Manning cats and the people that they have on. Tracy Morgan was on, uh, and it was it was hilarious. But then there was something that was said uh, that ooh, I was like, ooh, wait a minute, let's, let's see what people are saying on uh, IG about this. And not too many Broncos uh, fans were happy about it. And what I'm talking about, if you're watching the Manning cats. They were talking with Pat McAfee and they were talking about some of the things being a punter and him being a kicker running down and hitting people. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, they, they came up, they started talking about the Miami Dolphins situation where the punter, you know, had his ball blocked by the derriere of his uh, personal protector. And then that kind of led to conversation about uh, the Denver Broncos, which Peyton Manning, the great Peyton Manning brought up, the baseball score, which was the San Francisco 49ers and the Broncos Sunday night football game. Uh, to which uh, Eli Manning replied that maybe that they should have paid uh, uh, the punter, Colas Waitman, more money or the same amount of money that they paid Russell Wilson. And I was like, ooh, wait a minute. That's kind of a low blow. I know you want to be uh, humorous and make people laugh, but I thought that was a low blow. Uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, look, um, I think you have to – sit back and say, okay, it's 
supposed to be sort of a comedy show, right? I know it's football and it's the main cast and, and Peyton and Eli are there, you know, breaking down the game and, and things like that. But it is comedy, right? Like they're supposed to be joking around. It's very clear. I mean, they had Tracy Morgan on last night. I mean, he's a comedian. Uh, yeah. you know, so I, I think that you have to take it with a grain of salt. I, I, but I do think it opens a larger conversation, Nick, that I do want to talk about, which is Russ has gotten a lot of hate since he's come to Denver. And yeah. I think at first it felt like it was just Seahawks fans, right? Like it was just really loud Seahawks fans that were hating on him. Uh, but since the season started, there's been a lot of people piling on. You see a lot of national media, uh, other local media, other you know, covering other teams, um, kind of just bashing Russ. And, and you often see, you know, the memes about let Russ cook and it's like just horrible food, right? It's like, oh, Russ is cooking. Um, and look, some of it's probably warranted. He hasn't played great through three games, right? He's not looked like the old Russell Wilson. But let's not forget that this is a nine-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion. Uh, and, and I also think that people need to realize, and I keep saying this on this podcast, but you know, people need to be patient. And I know that we keep saying that about Nathaniel Hackett. I think it's the same for Russell Wilson. Now, maybe it turns out that the contract was a really bad contract. I don't buy that yet. We're three games into his career at, in Denver. Uh, you know, I think if you look back at Peyton Manning's first three games in Denver, they weren't great either. So I, I think, again, you, you, you have to give the guy patience. And I, I know people like to pile on once one person piles on. So I, I, I didn't have a problem too much with Eli's comment because, again, I mean, Corliss Waitman deserves his flowers. He was fantastic the other night. Um, but, I, I, you know, I do think it opens up a lar larger question of, you know, why is everybody just piling on Russell Wilson right now? Well, the way that I looked at it, kind of similar to uh, the way you looked at it, George, uh, but just slightly different because I know the show is kind of trying to make it uh, laughing for everyone because it is football, but based on the people you bring on, you're just kind of making it something like, like a, uh, one of, like a, I don't want to say sideshow, but uh, that, that's what it becomes at some point when you're starting to make those jokes. But I, I just looked at what Eli's comments as being something where it falls in line with how national media has now looked at this team. And now they're looking at them almost as a much larger joke than what they were under uh, Vic Fangio. And I was just like, wow, is that how outside media has now viewed this team? And, and we all thought, with Russell Wilson coming here, things were going to be different because, hey, plug and play quarterback position. We haven't had one in a while. And now things are just going to be able to, you know, hit the ground running. And, and, and we're going to be back to the John Elway days. But it doesn't really work that way, right? The, the Broncos offense has had their struggles throughout the season. Russell Wilson, like you said, doesn't really look like his uh, self of old. So so how, how is it that the Broncos – actually fix this because this was supposed to be the era where they're now trending upward instead of people looking at them as a team that's still trending downward even though they're two and one yeah and, and i think you know the, the way to make russell i think get back on track is, is you just got to let him play loose and i i don't know if if they're holding him back at all necessarily but it does feel like there's still a lot of hesitation and i don't know if that's from Russell or Nathaniel Hackett or just uh, the offense in general, right? I, I think that there's just some hesitation because they have never played together before. Uh, and, and, and Hackett talked about that yesterday in his press conference about playing off script, letting him scramble, because Nick, we saw that 
on that drive, right? That touchdown drive, that was vintage Russell Wilson. And uh, if they can get that Russell Wilson, then obviously they're going to, I think, win a lot more football games. But Hackett talked about it yesterday about playing off script. Uh, and we have the audio um, from Broncos.com. I think we'd have to define what off script is. I think what off script is, is when you have a progression and you don't do that progression. I think that when a play's called and you go through your progression and then it's all covered and then you start making it happen, that's part of the script. So I would say I think that uh, last night we saw him be part of the script and it just happened that he used his legs. So I thought he was spectacular and I would never hold him back from doing um, anything that he might see. I mean, he's out there, he's playing. I mean, he had a couple brilliant checks um, for big plays down the field that we've talked about and we've done. And that, again, that's part of it is that as we learn each other, as we learn the system, we know when the system and the play is called because we call it for something very specific. And if we don't get that, we want to get to something that's even better. I think that he saw a couple of those things and made some great plays and used his feet when things weren't there. Nick, I want to get your reactions to that because there there seems to be this narrative, and maybe it's just among um, some me- media members I, I heard talking about it yesterday, but that there's this there's this narrative that Hackett is holding Russell back uh, from his full self, that he he doesn't want um, Russell to run and go, you know, quote unquote off script. Listening to that clip, do you understand what Nathaniel Hackett is saying? And do you think that Hackett is, is maybe holding him back? Well, George, um, yeah, I do believe, but it's not for the reasons that most people think that uh, uh, offensive coordinator head coach will hold his quarterback back. And here's what I mean. What my, my definition of holding Russell back is not putting a lot of plays in the scheme and, and calling a lot of plays that we saw Russell be successful under the Seattle Seahawks offense, and that was Daryl Bevel. I mean, during that time, we know Seattle played great defense. They ran the ball. But it was Russell making those off-platform types of plays. They were getting him outside of the the pocket because, let's be totally honest, Russell's not a pocket passer. No more than you looking at uh, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, or, or Tua. They're not pocket passers. Now, you, they're asked to throw from the pocket sometimes, but because of their height, you got to get those guys on the edge. And even if they were a 6'4", I mean, you still got to get those guys outside the pocket because now you put pressure on the perimeter of the defense where those defensive ends, outside linebackers, they have to now adjust to you and try to defend you because there's always that threat of getting outside the pocket and gaining those yards. So that's where I feel that Hackett may be holding him back from that standpoint not calling those plays by design to take advantage of Russell's ability. And he talked about Russell, you know, running and, you know, making those off script types of plays. I've said it before. Sometimes you have to overcome coaching. And that's the thing that's made Russell so successful uh, in this career. And once again, you go back to some of these dynamic quarterbacks we see now in the plays that they're making and they're making these off script types of plays And that is kind of the thing that is putting pressure from the national media standpoint on Russell Wilson. It is how Josh Allen is playing. It's how Lamar Jackson, he's playing, and Kyler Murray's making those off-schedule plays. And they're saying, okay, wait a minute. We're used to seeing Russ make these types of plays. He's not making those types of plays now. So he's not the same person. No, he has not changed, but is the decision, I guess, on Russ to decide, hey, they don't have what we wanted downfield as far as the routes I want to throw. Now I need to take advantage of the space that they created and run. 
So I guess it's a combination of those two things, George. Yeah. And it just, again, I think hesitation is the right word. Like that's what I sense when I watch him play at least through three games is that he just, maybe it's not a full understanding of the offense yet, or maybe it's not a full understanding of what Hackett wants on, on each play or, or whatever it is, but it's very clearly not the Russell Wilson that uh, they expected. And that's not to say he won't eventually get there. I still believe that he's going to get there. And the thing is, is as you know, I guess badly as he's played, if, if, th if that's the word you want to use through three games, he's still the best quarterback the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning. And I don't know if it's relatively close. So uh, I, I think it'll be fine. I, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, Nick, I, I did want to jump in just quickly before we, we take a break um, about Corliss Waitman and the special teams unit. We've talked a lot about Russell and we'll, we'll talk more about him moving forward. But what did you just think of the special teams unit this week, I know we talked a lot about it last week about needing to be improved, uh, and it seemed like it was. Kickoff coverage was great. Uh, Corliss Waitman was fantastic punting the ball. What did you just think of the uh, special teams group? I was uh, really impressed with that group. They have uh, slowly come along uh, more so than they did in the first two games. Uh, before we talk about uh, Corliss and how well that he uh, punted the ball, I, one of the keys to why the special teams unit has changed, believe it or not, has been Alex Singleton because when Josie Jewell was out Alex Singleton, along with Jonas Griffin, those two guys had to play the middle linebacker position and they were on special teams. You know how difficult that is. I mean, you're a gas, you're a tire. And with Josie coming back, it affected not just the defense. We'll get into that later, but it affected how the special team unit actually played. And with Alex being able, Singleton being able to relax and just focus on special teams, man, he was all over the place. And I think he had like uh, maybe three tackles on punt team. So that was great. That that added to uh, the coverage for the punt team. But just call his weightman, man. He was great. I think he had 10 punts for more than uh, uh, five, I mean, almost 500 yards in, in punting. And he, I think he averaged like 47 uh, yards per punt. So he did a great job of backing uh, the San Francisco 49ers up and keeping them in that uh, minus territory so the defense can actually get after them. But they did a great job all around coverage. And I'm sure Coach Stooks is telling his team, hey, listen, this is what I expect from you guys. So now that you put it on tape, everyone around the league sees it. So I expect for you to continue to do this. Yeah, and I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think I said the stat the other day was, you know, seven of the 14 possessions that the 49ers had started inside their own 15, three inside their own 10, two inside their own five. And obviously one of those resulted in a safety. So Corliss Waitman deserves a ton of credit. And like you said, Alex Singleton, he was really good on kickoff coverage. I think he had, I want to say it was the opening tackle on the opening kickoff uh, that pinned him inside their own 15, I think. So, um, you know, he was fantastic. Another guy that I think deserves a shout out, uh, Aaron Patrick, who yeah. I know a lot of people uh, were kind of questioning when he made the 53-man roster, why are they taking a guy like this? I think you saw it on Sunday. He's a core special teams guy. Uh, he went out there and made some plays or, or – made plays that opened up plays for other people. Uh, I think of a couple kickoff returns that he, you know, uh, ran his lane and that opened something up for somebody else to go in and make a tackle. So um, I thought he played well. So it, it was good to see, right? I, you know, they had the missed field goal. That's going to happen, um, you know, every once in a while with McManus and, and from 50 plus, it's always tough. But uh, other than that, I thought the special teams unit is the best it's been in a long time. So uh, hats off to them. Nick, let's take a quick break. Uh, and then let's dive into some more offense and, and how maybe they can fix this thing going forward. 